At KeyBank, we understand what you need to run a middle market company. We bring a team of strategists and problem solvers to design and deliver solutions critical to your business's success. KeyBank offers industry expertise, investment banking and capital markets, payment automation, loans and lines of credit, plus equipment financing. Connect with your local KeyBank team. Learn more at key.com slash commercial. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. I'm here with Dr. Edward Zuckerberg and Ahmed Reza. He's the founder of Yobi. Um, I'll let them tell you a little bit about themselves, and then we'll, we'll launch into our segment for today. Ahmed, do you want to start? Sure. Thanks for having us, Katie. My name is Ahmed Reza, and I am an immigrant, an AI geek, a serial entrepreneur. And I'm very excited to be uh, here, and uh, I'm really, really excited just to be alive today because the AI revolution that's happening right now, finding myself in the middle of this, you know, and also not being a 20 something year old, no offense to 20 something year olds, but you know, <laughs> being in Silicon Valley, um, that's, that seems to be like the age that you should be there to make things happen. But being an old dog AI geek is like an amazing place to be right now because of the transformation that's happening. And very lucky to be here with Dr. Zuckerberg. Hey, good to be here too. Um, I've been a general dentist for 45 years, although the last 10 years, migrating from New York to California triggered by the birth of our first grandchild. That's a big move. That's a big move. Cross country. Yeah. So that kind of ended the 35 years of wet finger dentistry. Now I advise startups in the dental field. I lecture to my colleagues and... uh, working currently as a chief dental officer for two oral health care companies, which I think are changing the world, help integrate medical uh, dentistry as a primary care specialty. And I'm also working with a venture capital fund, Revere Partners, the first um, independent venture fund that invests only in early, uh, early seed and pre-seed oral health care companies. All right. You are not staying idle. You, I keep busy. You keep busy. Absolutely. Yeah. And so in these last 10 years, tell me, tell us how you established this relationship. How did you guys meet? I met, I was teaching at um, a dental conference in Las Vegas in the spring of 2017, I want to say. Okay. And Ahmed was there with the booth dressed as a sumo wrestler. <laughs> He had like an inflatable Pillsbury Doughboy uniform that was very catchy. It worked. And he was doing some kind of dental geek technology. I think the company was called ColSumo. And they were doing um, call technology to help analyze um, performance of staff and improve performance, track what's working, what's not in terms of marketing and and improve analytic uh, understanding of the practice. And uh, over the years, Ahmed's pivoted a little bit. 
<laughs> but I, Just you know, bit. kind of away from dentistry somewhat. But I, I, I keep pulling him in. Ahmed, how does this work for dentists? You know, whatnot. And I don't know. Uh, Dr. Z is very kind. He, he stopped by because uh, you, you can tell a geek in a dental conference because dental conferences are very buttoned down affairs. Mm. And here we are dressed like we're going to Comic-Con. And <laughs> it worked. Uh, uh, the, the name Colsumo, we'd just come up with it a little while ago. Uh, we were all chubby programmers, and we were like, how can we make that marketable? <laughs> and as Dr. Z's walking by, he's like, what are you guys doing? And I go, I'm a former NASA engineer using artificial intelligence to figure out, uh, you know, a marketing attribution for dentists. And instead of walking away, he goes, Ex explain it to me. So I give him a demo, and I realize Dr. Z's secretly a geek as well. He used to code. Very cool. So we, we just like geeked out for a bit and it was, uh, yeah, it was amazing. And Dr. Z's uh, been a mentor and an advisor. We sold that, uh, sold the previous company and then uh, started on the new one. Uh, a lot of the conversations for us has been around dental, but I think one of the key contributions that Dr. Z helped us make is, uh, you know, when, whenever we build something, we demo it to him because on nice. the spectrum of geekiness, Dr. Z is about as geeky of a <laughs> dentist as you can get. And if he tells you, no, Ahmed, that is way too creepy, <laughs> it probably is. So our conversation is like, hey, Dr. Z, take a look at this. And he's like, okay, maybe they won't get this. Yeah. This part makes sense. You know, if in a dental office, how would this work? So it's been an amazing experience. Fantastic. What a mentor to have. Absolutely. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your company, Yobi, and tell us a little bit about um, the insight that Dr. Z, as you call him, what, what have you learned from him that you've directly applied to what you're doing right now? So there's a lot. And again, as an AI geek, I'm going to get a little uh, philosophical here. Please. Because uh, as I've grown, one of the ways uh, Dr. Zuckerberg's helped is like actually helping me grow even as a person. So oftentimes I'll ask him advice about like, oh, I'm raising kids and like, what should I do? How do I make sure that they're not too spoiled? <laughs> right? Um, and like stories about him coding or teaching, talking about business. So I don't feel shy talking about business in front of my kids. Mm, um, that's great. But uh, the humanity of it all is what's really, really important. So Yobi uses artificial intelligence to unify communications. But what's even more important is that it uses artificial intelligence to create a digital clone. So I have a digital clone, which is a synthetic agent that we call a synth that handles conversations on my behalf, and my synth can have like 700 conversations at the same time. So I can literally scale myself. My synth is better than me in not having these long drawn out answers. It, it will actually, actually I'll show this to you after this podcast, I'll have my synth summarize the entire podcast. Mm. It'll be right on point. It'll be like that ideal CEO that every VC asks for. Which is why I actually even have my synths do the pitches, right? Well, you're doing great so far. <laughs> the real you is doing great so far. <laughs> so uh, that's what we're. That's the vision of the world that we see in the future is where people have artificial intelligence as part of their team, and that will help help augment the humans. It doesn't replace me. I'm still imp important, but it helps me scale at a level that is superhuman. Helps my team scale at a level that's superhuman, and. Uh, in the long term, we see everybody having their synths. Your synth goes to work. It's backed by the blockchain, so you know that's your synth. And uh, overall, we see the global GDP uh, growing 
Because what do you do when you have powerful technology like this that you can use to unlock a lot of value? Like, think about how many more podcasts we could do. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> totally noted. <laughs> uh, we could do more podcasts, and it, the synth, my synth, is trained to my voice on my content. And over time, I, I have to correct it. I have to help it grow. So just like 20 years ago when I was in high school, I wouldn't be the CEO of this company. Um, wait, man, 20 years ago, I was not in high school. I was in college. Oh, my God. <laughs> my synth wouldn't have made that mistake. <laughs> We're only uh, human. <laughs> yeah, so over time, you take care of it. The, uh, it's backed by a language model, some machine learning models, and some really uh, good old-fashioned uh, code, uh, just Python code. And you can actually bring this thing to fruition. Like, it's not, a, it's not an uh, AGI like, which is what all AI geeks hope for someday is AGI, but it is definitely far more performant, far more capable uh, in certain sectors than I am. Very nice. We were talking a little bit about this earlier, but what would you say to critics of the AI space who say that, you know, who are just very, very hesitant about uh, the development of AI that we're seeing right now? Well, to be honest, I mean, the cat's out of the bag. It's already here. You can do good things with technology or bad things with technology. Uh, like if you, when you have construction equipment, we built bigger buildings instead of carrying rocks by hand. Well, when we have farming equipment, uh, we fed more people. I grew up in Bangladesh and there was a famine and I watched people starve to death as a child. It was one of the worst memories of my childhood. The fact that people do not starve to death, which is what people were thinking was going to happen in the future due to overpopulation, how would we feed all these people? And here we use advances in technology to feed the world. And I see artificial intelligence as one of those technologies uh, that can unlock way more value and give all of us prosperity. Of course, you can use the technology for bad. You could use physics for bad. You could use chemistry for bad. Or you can use it like Dr. Z does Right? You can improve your microbiome, you can improve your, your, how, how bad your breath smells or uh, whether you die of a heart attack or have a stroke because you haven't been taking care of your uh, teeth. Right? So there are, there are a lot of good things you can do with technology and there are bad things you can do with tech. And it's really important for fellow practitioners in artificial intelligence to make sure that we lean into the, the good side of it and to understand the gravity of what's before us. Absolutely. A large number of the companies we're seeing now, Revere Partners, are using artificial intelligence in the medical space. So things like uh, helping professionals diagnose and using X-rays. Um, we are able to you know, use machine learning and programming and feed in histories and outcomes and whatnot. And, um, find that um, computers and artificial intelligence is able to diagnose things better than practitioners can. And, and now we're looking at a company that uses artificial intelligence to help determine the course of treatment for a person who's had a biopsy of a lesion in the mouth that does not come back malignant but has some changes 
that are that have implications that it may be even though it's not malignant now it could be bad in the future and we've got a company that's um, using the actual histological slides and comparing that with outcomes of similar cases and using other um, protein markers and actually coming up with a five-year predictive score on the likelihood of that lesion, which is non-malignant now, of becoming malignant. So that can help oral surgeons um, guide them on their treatment plan on what to do after doing a small biopsy that comes back negative. Do we now tell the patient, okay, you know, you're okay, you can come back in a year or two, we'll check it, or if the predictor mo predictive model indicates that there's a very high likelihood that that lesion's gonna become malignant, then they're gonna push the patient into a more aggressive uh, preemptive surgery now as opposed to waiting because the likelihood of that lesion becoming malignant in the future. Um, these are things we've never had before, tools we've never had before. fascinating. The, yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. I'm very far away yeah. from this space, yeah, so it's so interesting to hear about all of this. Um, a question a little bit about out of left field, but I feel like, you know, chat, GBT, these AI, AI bots, you know, they've really infiltrated kind of the mainstream uh, consciousness right now. What are y'all's thoughts on on it? Do y'all have any? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> uh, so the geeks have known about large language models for a lot longer, but... You know, that, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, ChatGPT is a large language model, mm -hmm. generative pre-trained transformers. Transformers uh, kind of came around 2017, which is why, which is one of the reasons why I thought, hey, maybe I could build a brain in the cloud and use some of these uh, latest technologies. And uh, so around the end of 2018 is when I started working on it. Uh, didn't tell folks that we were trying to build a brain in the cloud because that would just sound so outlandish. <laughs> but I owe ChatGPT such a huge debt of gratitude mm. because it has made what I do far, far less creepy and completely acceptable. That's actually a very good point. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you, you, know, if you liken those two things together, people would kind of understand right. yeah, what you're doing. And you, you've played with it yourself. You go, hey, it could, it could potentially do this. And the things that Ahmed's saying... If I said that to you two years ago, you would have been like this. I'm not talking to this person ever again <laughs> versus today. So uh, all of us AI geeks owe ChatGPT a great debt of gratitude uh, for popularizing language models and making uh, being an AI geek very cool. Absolutely. Dr. Zuckerberg, I mean, everything you were just talking about, how AI is being applied in the medical field, I feel like that is obviously not something that's going to, you know, obviously ChatGBT has gone viral because of, you know, whatever reason. Um, but do you have any, have any thoughts on it about, you know, how it's kind of captured everyone's uh, attention? You know, right now everyone's just at the apprehensive stage. You know, it's like... It's going to take over our lives, going to change the way we think. It's going to influence and model our behavior. So I think we need to kind of figure out how to um, hone in on the productivity aspects of it and allay people's fears. But, but again, as Ahmed said earlier, there's always people you know, that are going to figure out how to use it for benefit. There's going to always be people that figure out how to use it for, you know, evil also. Absolutely. So that's what scares us. Absolutely. Understandably. Yeah. 
If I could, Please. I'd just like Please. to give a, a huge shout out to Hugging Face and uh, Stability AI. These are both uh, open source uh, uh, AI companies. Uh, and having these open source AI companies be part of the ecosystem is really crucial to powering geeks like myself and many other companies. I can't wait to see the creativity from uh, the community. And you're already starting to see that. You're already starting to see the acceleration of uh, new solutions coming uh, coming out. Uh, Facebook was actually one of the pioneers and they released a large language model before. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't received as well, but ChatGPT has been received really well. So again, all of us, we thank ChatGPT, but Stable Diffusion has unlocked incredible amounts of creativity uh, with images. And especially to my team who keeps making pictures of me as a pharaoh. And <laughs> yes, I get the point. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I asked you a little bit about this earlier, but I mean, as a writer and as a journalist, you know, someone who writes for a living, um, the entire you know idea of an AI bot like this is a little scary to me and for my livelihood. So to people who say that and to kind of um, dismiss AI because of that, you know, what would you say? What would you say to me, you know, as a writer, someone who's scared that AI would replace them? That, that's our core uh, philosophy is that AI should not replace us, it should augment us, just like most technologies. So if you're a writer, you can train the models to write in a way similar to you. Uh, the big thing that's really shifted, and this is something folks don't quite understand, Please. what's really shifted is you are now able to talk to a computer in, in natural language. And the computer is like the best assistant you ever had. You can say, no, as Katie, I would not say that, right? I, I No, I wouldn't quite say this. Put these guardrails up, and pretty soon you have this super-powered assistant. Uh, when you're having writer's block, for example, it can start writing something. Um, and th- this, was my, this was my earlier experience, so uh, my synth started with my social media posts. You'll notice that I had very few social media posts, and this is really embarrassing saying in front of Dr. Zuckerberg. He's like, he's like yeah, you're, that's right, Ahmed, you're a Luddite. No, I'm just like very cautious of what I say, what, you know, what I put out into the world. I want it to be positive. So originally like it was book reviews. Um, but for me, the social media posts that it drafts up, I look at it and I go, I would never say that. But now I do a lot more social media posts, and if you look at the, the date that Stability AI released Stable Diffusion, which is one of the generative AI um, open source engines, and you look at my social media posts, I've been a lot more active. And my social media posts are generally positive. I'm not, com- I'm not a combative person. I don't want to fight with people online, and I want to put out like good stuff. Um, I've been able to do that a lot more because writer's block doesn't stop me. I don't suddenly freeze up. The other thing it's done for me, for example, is uh, I I've have a little bit of social anxiety, which is really weird to have for an entrepreneur. So when I'm in front of a, r- a room of people, I don't rant because my synth actually summarizes my pitches for me and is able to pitch better than me and interact better than me. So imagine that if you take uh, the things that you love about writing, it's not going to replace you. It's not going to replace your creativity, your insights. What it will do is give you a great draft, maybe a hundred drafts, so it might end up making you much busier than you want to be. (laughs) (laughs) And you can look through and say, yeah, I like this. I love this. Uh, This one, not so much. And that's, that's a much more awesome version of the future that I look forward to, that we're working towards. 
I love that. That's a great answer. Next time I have writer's block, I'll turn to ChatGPT and try to try to cure it. Um, well, thank you both so much for being here. I think we're at the end of our segment. Dr. Edward Zuckerberg, Ahmed, thank you so much for giving us your time. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Head into your local Safeway for great spring savings throughout the store. This week at Safeway, get yellow peaches or nectarines for the member price of $1.88 per pound. Also this week at Safeway, value packs of Signature Farms chicken drumsticks, thighs, leg quarters, or picnic packs are buy one, get one free. Plus, get value packs of USDA choice boneless beef top sirloin steak for the member price of $4.99 per pound. Visit Safeway.com, download the Safeway for you app, or head in store to find more great deals at Safeway.